It's like, it's like, um, if you orgasm, and you orgasm much better to a guy compared to orgasming, orgasming to a girl, then, like, it's pretty clear that you have a preference. And, like, an orgasm doesn't really lie. Like, it's pretty, like, you can't... <laughs> well, I don't know. No, I can make okay, an but, like, you lie. can... Yeah, but you can have a good orgasm, and you can have a, like, a... You can't really... Manufactured. Yeah. Like, you, if, if you're really honest with yourself, you enjoy something more than others. And that's kind of what I, like, came to the realization <laughs> of, is I was like, I really am not into women. Welcome back to another uh, installment of Post Twink. I am Maurice. Hello and hi there. This is Moises. And this is Reed. Hello. Calling all the way from Germany. Uh, No, Reed is calling us from there. Yeah, I'm calling you because your audio is. (laughs) So you're really going to drag us on the show? Wow. Okay, it's like that. 2018, and he is really going in there. <laughs> we hope everybody is doing well. It's been a bit of a, a challenging morning for mm-hmm. us, but uh, we're here. We're good. We got things going. We yeah. have a lot of tech issues. But um, we're surviving, we pushing surviving. through. We got to read through. Um, I want to jump right into Swipe Right, Swipe Left, um, the segment. Um, mm-hmm. Tell them what Swipe Right, Swipe Left is. Uh, so it's just the stuff that we haven't been able to let go for a while, or things in the gay community we either... Um, like or don't like. Yeah, swipe so, right. I love it. Swipe left. Fuck that. Exactly. Did you guys hear that story out of New Zealand? What? Uh, I think it's like there there was some geese in New Zealand who was like um, some bisexual goose in oh, New Zealand yeah, who like, yeah, he hooked up with some other male goose and they lived together for years. Um, and then the, the, I guess the straight male goose um, left him for a woman. And him and the female goose had all these kids together. And then the other, the gay goose, they like live together. Him, the straight goose, or the female goose, and raise these children together. And it was like for 24 years. Too cute. 24 years of commitment. Uh, this is like a real story. I had no idea that geese or ducks or whatever could be... Geese or ducks. <laughs> I don't know the difference is. Could be bisexual, let alone polyamorous. True. It's a real story. Like I, I saw it. I had to like get on all my Googles and watch. Double check. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how did you find out about this? Was it like, okay? I was I was going on Tumblr and you know it was one of those things. That it came up on Tumblr feed and I was like, yeah, yeah, right. Thinking it's like you know. Wasn't one of the geese like like black? <laughs> yeah. So the white goose <laughs> fell in love with the black goose. And the black yeah. goose, you know, hooked up and got a girlfriend oh. <laughs> and had some children. And the white goose stayed with the with the with, with the black man uh, with the black goose. Oh, stay by his side. Now I don't know if I mean it's, it's a powerful story. I'm not sure that as a black human being animal, I want another story that shows um, a black human is only finding love um, <laughs> and beautiful relationship with a non-black goose. But I will put my racial issues aside <laughs> and believe in the power of love. Because oh, bisexual polyamorous geese made it into the news, which is a strange occurrence. True. Since when in the world is a story about bisexual polyamorous geese being a real thing making it in the news? Oh, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know stories about any bisexual polyamorous animals? 
Uh, I, I assume that that's the way that most of them are, probably. You, do you really do, or are you just trying to be cute? No, this is, like, I, yeah, I, no, I, this is, I, um, yeah, that's, that's, I imagine that they don't share the same social constructs as humans. But what we have found that they do, and I guess, like, to all of the detractors of, you know, um, the same, but maybe polyamory or mm -hmm. uh, same gender loving or bisexuality is unnatural. Well, Mother Nature just proved you all you wrong. Because it totally happened to you. Sit down. So, I don't know. That's kind of random, but I'm swiping right to the like. Queer goose. Who's now single? Like, no, I guess the, the one is dead. Oh. So, the, the dude with the kids is dead, but. Oh. Shout out to like animals having weird, beautiful, progressive love. Being liberated. I didn't know it could happen. Yes. <laughs> so shout out to Mother Nature and shout out to the magicians. Yeah. I wonder if the ducks are conflicted about 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 Ooh, their polyamory. They, the photos I saw, they seemed very content. It seems yeah, well, yeah, but you described conflict, which is probably more maybe. What conflict did I describe? I thought it was like, oh, no, you didn't. It was just, oh, no, <laughs> the conflict you described was you talking about hoping that you didn't want I to. I didn't like the racial white. implications of it because I feel like, at least over here and decided upon here in the media, um, black people are only shown to be in love with, with non-black people, and there's never any um, stories, fictional or otherwise, covering the media of black people being in love with, with each other. I know it may seem basic, but the, one of the issues is that like black people aren't seen as capable of loving each other. We're only mm -hmm. seen capable of loving outside. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be really dramatic and over the top and doing way too much about that story about those blues in New Zealand. <laughs> Maurice was feeling away about himself the other night. <laughs> I definitely was. So it was a leap, but um, I will pull back from my racial you know, sensitivities. <laughs> and shout out to like geese having weird, freaky, beautiful, interesting, progressive futuristic being ahead of me shoot I'm ahead of me right I actually mm -hmm. want to be that goose I'm actually I, you know what it is I'm actually low-key jealous of the goose oh yeah well yeah. swipe right on the goose I'm Super definitely like mm -hmm. um for me I just have one brief little thing um oh and I've just remembered I just forgot the name of the show um one day at a time it's on Netflix one day at a time yeah the soap opera no it's a Netflix show about a Cuban family single mom um, and I'm not Cuban, but still really badass. I cried like a little baby, like several episodes. Because they were Cuban? Well, you know, and it's just like representation. All of a sudden it matters. <laughs> and you're like, oh, look, like a family sitcom that like... A Latina single mom, that's like deep for you? No, well, <laughs> it does get a little deep. Like it's a good show. And, okay. and the daughter's like this queer, angsty, like feminist, like girl that like, comes out, which I was like, oh my gosh, I totally was her when I was growing up. Like listen to all the like angry feminist music and like... Yeah was like way too all the things and so just sort of watching her come out and date it's just been great that is cute that sounds cute one day at a time i believe so yeah i'm gonna check it out it's cute is it a movie or a series series the grandma's very dramatic and brilliant i mean she's very much a stereotype but i'm here for it yeah nice. swipe right yeah Reed, what do you have for um, swipe right, swipe left? Anything in pop culture or current? I have. Uh, it's what is it? Can't let it go. So I keep thinking about this episode of. Um, do you know high maintenance? No. High maintenance I'm... is like a, It's an HBO like short episode show. So each show is maybe like ten minutes long. Ooh. And um, it's about a weed dealer in New York, and he rides his bicycle around to meet all of his clients and. Uh, 
and so each episode is about one of his clients. And in one of the episodes called, what is it? Chasm. Um, it's about this girl who's lonely and looking for love and like a long-term mm-hmm. relationship, but she's kind of like obsessive and irritated, irritated, um, irritative does about it. F- does she fall in love with a drug dealer and a bicycle? That's not a smart <laughs> career move. Seriously. No. So she actually develops this crush on a guy in, in her workout class who is extremely attractive. And, uh, she, in the process, uh, develops these assumptions about the guy and builds up this crazy fantasy and eventually they go on a date and this is like an episode that only lasts for like 10 minutes so i'm just going to tell the rest of the episode but um uh, they go give it all (laughs) yeah no but um (laughs) basically she meets this guy in a workout class and then develops this huge crush on him develops this fantasy about what he's about they eventually go on a date and then she finds that he's like comically narcissistic and weird and uh and mm, he's in my life. No, but like she, she has like it, like it's totally reasonable when you, when you're on like Tinder or something to like, uh, eventually what happens with, uh, this date is she goes, they go on a date and then, um, she realizes that he's like this Terrible. new age hippie who's, um, he Ooh. believes that this alien tells him to stick giant crystal balls into his penis. <laughs> What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm. Where's it going? I'm not totally opposed to alternative beliefs and different values. But that sounds that sounds very pagan, very close to the earth, very pre-colonial, very. You know, I'm. Keep talking. I'm. I'm okay with it so far. You're okay with people sticking giant crystals in their penis? Um, I'm okay with you having earth-centered beliefs. Yeah, you could do that away from me. I will okay. not be joining you in it. Okay, fair. So. So like a sounding rod, but made out of crystal. No, like a like like a Gwyneth Paltrow jade or egg that you stick oh, inside of your vagina. Oh, oh, jade eggs are fine. I love a good you inside know, of a the, penis. They have inside, well, they have like, the rings from in. They're like they're they're rings made of crystals that you put you put it on the shaft. Ooh. So hmm. um, crystal cock rings. Can we say cock rings? Oh, I don't know. We did it. I did. Okay. Well, I guess uh, I've just I've just been in Germany for so long that I've forgotten like how much I tolerated maybe some like crazy new age behavior that I didn't before. But no, the point of the why point must of why new age behavior be crazy. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 get back to, to why I can't <laughs> let it go, which okay. is no, which it, it's that um, the. But basically you have these people that are completely different and yeah. and you have somebody that has extremely different expectations than the guy and mm-hmm. it's 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 about like work. no but it's it's just about like how how you can without knowing someone assume so much about them like it's completely normal to trust someone that you meet on like okay cupid even though you don't know anything about them and and like just because i think when people meet and especially if it's like on Tinder, if you try to date someone on Tinder, it's almost certain that you don't know anything about these people. And it's not like you have mutual friends and it's hard to really like figure someone out and see if they actually are like completely different than you. But well, um, I've, I've got a okay. good system for that. That's why you, that's why you Facebook and troll. Yeah, girl. You Google them. You get all the information. It's like yeah. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, and those are only little little moments of knowledge. But you analyze their body language on the first date. Judge so this is no, but this is the thing, and this is why this episode is kind of like, even though it's exaggerated, that that like when you start to date these people, you start to like build up a fantasy of of who they are, which yeah. is like a one sided fantasy. And like, yeah, so like, let's say they make a really good impression on the first date, and then you stalk them, and then you find out all this stuff about them and you start to like build up this narrative, everything that once you develop that narrative, then you, everything that you will see from then on is going to be like confirmation into that uh, narrative. Tempted, yeah. And so I, mean, like you, I, will, I will say this before the first date, sorry to cut you off. Before the first date, no. I have a thing. No, I'm big on, I'm big on trolling people a little bit. I call it research and development. Trolling research people or stopping yes, people? Research and development. Our mm-hmm. mothers and fathers taught us to be good judges of character. And so you need to know what you're dealing with. People could be True. crazy. You need to figure that out. They could be married. <laughs> and people and could be crazy you. and very good at hiding that they're crazy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Which is why you need to do research and development. Story of my life. I do have a rule, though. The first date, I, the first time I meet them, I won't troll too much. Because like you said, and I think what you're saying this episode illustrates, mm-hmm. is that that can taint your ability to actually see the person for who they are. Later on. Or can influence you. But after the first meetup, I definitely will go in. But I definitely, like, I have a stopping point. Because hmm. I am a troller. I will <laughs> go in. So I definitely have to, I have to, like, stop myself from, you know, going too far. But I just want to know basic things. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so easy to, I mean, on those sort of apps or what have you before you actually meet a person to, like, be deceptive or to create a narrative for yourself. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, most of them are, like... I go hiking and I drink beer and I mean, it's just so played out. It's, but it's such a, the, the thing about dating in the internet is, I mean, I feel like it's maybe, I feel like with the internet, it just is just so much easier to lie or oh, so yeah. much, because basically we are all in marketing. Mm-hmm. In 2018, everybody's in marketing. And so when you're on apps, you're trying to market and sell yourself. So you're going to sell whatever you feel like your best self is, the most relatable self is. Mm-hmm. And so um, you do, to in a certain ex, to a certain extent have to be a little bit I hate to say this word but skeptical or Oh yeah. You have to I don't trust no one. Yeah, you kinda have to be like, yeah, 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 I know like you know, put your best foot forward. Mm. So it's kind of like You already picked your best pictures. You already like highlighted maybe the best things about you. You got a picture of you hiking with a dog or like cute, cute. you know, at the symphony, like, you know, of course you can do that, but I wanna know the real you. So uh, do they work out in the episode or does it just be they, no, they they have completely different personalities. She's like completely set on getting married and having babies, and he oh, is medi- meditating with crystals inside of his penis. Um, no, but I like, yeah, like it, on it, him. I'm very into him. I support him. Was he cute? He's cr- all right. Well, yeah, whatever. Like you, can, you can date whoever you want. I'm <laughs> At this day and age, I am more intrigued by someone um, who's into some crystals and some meditation, um, as opposed to people who are trying to sell themselves as like, you know, I'm a great corporate banker and I've paid my house off in two years. I think I just need a different chain. So I don't know. I feel like I might kind of be into the weirdo, if you will. Okay. I'm more excited by the weirdo. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so my, like, the thing that I take away is just not to build up this, like, actually just get to know someone instead of building up this fantasy. 
like yeah worst case the some the person turns out to be really crazy but like best case somebody's really nice and you don't actually give them a chance because you're too obsessed with your own like selfish narrative um, that's like the, the weird character in the show is probably the girl more than the guy so she how do you weird. so how do you negotiate or like check your implicit bias and i feel like we all have a certain level of implicit bias when we meet people so like what are how do you do that yeah, I'll let, me, you know I fig- I'll let you know when I figure out and I've like solved <laughs> that. <laughs> like I've, I've solved the problem and, and I'm going to be happy in all future relationships. What's the name of the show? I want to see it. High Maintenance. High Maintenance. I'm going to look for it. Like and it's and like this is minutes. this is season one, episode 11. Okay. I'm going to like, cause I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Sounds good. Swipe it's a, it's a nice right. show. It's, it's a easy. Nice show. I'm actually, I kind of dog read about that for a minute, but I'm actually a little bit curious about this, about this little series, so. Oh, no, yeah. I'm very interested. I'll check it out. Clearly, TV is on our mind. Shows know, right? and television. Um, can, I, can I do one more thing before we yeah. move to oh, the whole no, segment? Yeah. Um, it's really, so last night, um, I don't know about you all out there, but like, I've got a Gmail account and I do not delete emails. <laughs> um, maybe because from working in the nonprofit industry for so oh, many God. years, since I was really 18 proper, um, I'm just afraid to like delete an email oh, yeah. or like not have you know a trace of a conversation or just documentation just has been ingrained in me since I was 18, and so I got an alert from one of my Gmail accounts. Saying, you always have to keep the receipts, girl. Yeah, you always have to keep the receipts. You, you always got, you, you <laughs> um, that I was almost out of space, and you're like, you can buy more space. And I'm like, BS, I'm not buying space. Uh, right. But I realized um, that it was because I had 60, a little over 60,000 messages in my inbox. Um, and so, I was space. so I had to go through, this is like 11 years of email. Oh my God. So I had to go through it and try to, um, you know, but it's hard because it was like, like every like receipt from every taxi I take oh, with email yeah. to me, like every social media update for the like 11 years. So it was 60, it was 60,000 emails. And so I went through and, um, brought it down. I think I'm at, this happened two days ago. I think I'm down to about 11,000 emails right now. Um, very proud of that. Like I went to 50,000. Um, but it's definitely this, um, a sign from the universe for me to like let go of some baggage or to pack light or have a little more trust or something. Um, just to realize that I was holding on to, when I sat there and realized I was holding on to 60,000 emails <laughs> and clearly I don't need 60,000 emails <laughs> you know what I mean? right. in my inbox at all times. Um, no, so. I think it's good. I was just reading emails that were like from 2000. Like, uh, what are they? Emails that are like seven years old, and they were really nice. It was For really fun? nice to like, yeah. Because I was like, what was your inbox? Sorry. What kind of emails do you have? Seriously. Like emails to friends. Oh, Maurice is like boring. Party, party <laughs> invitations. Party. Oh no! Well, that's another thing. Like um, a lot of like lists I've been on for parties and clubs and all that. Ah. Or like imagine eleven years of like every email list from like all the clubs, all the parties, every show you went to when you were in another city, you got your email list. It was all of that. Um, And so I had to let go of some of those because you're like that sounds less boring. Well, well, it is sad. I'm like I'm not going to travel anytime soon. I need to get off this party list. (laughs) So read your email sound a little better than mine. Um, Excellent. So, um, if it's okay with you all, we'll move on to our next segment. Um, I don't have anything really for health and beauty. Um, I am, I'm really just getting over my stigma about embracing my inner hippie. Mm. Um, I am like, my kombucha game is strong right now. I'm doing a lot of kombucha. It was good. Seriously? When I got here. 
Oh, what do you mean, seriously? You hate kombucha? No, it's just that you start brewing kombucha when I leave. I actually I, did it when you were here, but you didn't want to hang out with me. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I've always brewed kombucha for years. My friend mm. is uh, she she runs the fermentation company, and so she does kombucha and also the one with the June with it with the honey uh, based um, cultures. Um, and so I love that. Hanging out with her kind of made me step my game up a little bit just because she's really really good. Mm. Um, she runs the Five Points Fermentation Company here in Denver. And, uh, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And when I went to the the kombucha bar and I had her stuff one night because they had a music brewer night and went to go see oh, her and cute. hang out and support her, whatever, I had her kombucha and I was like, I couldn't make kombucha for two months because hers is the best kombucha I'd ever had. Ugh. And I came home being like, I ain't doing nothing. What is this? This is ugh, piss in a disgusting. jar. What is this? Ugh. What is that, mud? Um, what is that, mud? No, but I don't know, brewing a lot more and trying to cook more. Do it. Um, just because I'm a little bit over this, like, single gay man going out, mm. take out, take out, um, dinner, 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 out, out, out things. I'm trying to. That's good. Do you know what it is? I woke up one night and I was missing, like, food that I grew up with. Oh, like, I wanted, like, cultural food. Yeah. Like, I wanted, like, you know, I wanted, like, rice and okra with gravy and, you know, stewed onions mm-hmm. um, and, you know, some papillas. And I just wanted food, like, I didn't want to go out. I wanted like exactly. the food that I grew up with. Stuff so, you couldn't go out and get. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, and so for me, when I grew, when it comes to cooking, like the old stuff, the food I grew up with, I um, I have to be in the mood to cook it. Oh, yeah. Like I can't be like, I'm going to make it now. I have to be, I have to feel the spirit. Oh, yeah. Because it's so much work. I mean, it's a little, for me. I don't think it was right. I just think it was got to feel the spirit. Fair. Because if I, cause if, I if, if, if I don't feel the spirit when I'm cooking it, it'll turn out nasty. Oof. And I hate. You know, and you've wasted your time. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't even eat it. It's nasty. <laughs> um, so it's kind of been making me want to cook more. So I'm, asking, well, so I'm just trying to do a little more and be yes. a little more. It's kind of like that side of me that is probably a repressed housewife from the 1940s. Stop. Who makes everything from scratch. I had, like, she was in me deeply. Uh, and I'm a little bit ashamed of it. <laughs> little Betty Crocker up in there. A little bit, a little bit. So I'm trying to, like, it's okay, Betty. It's okay, Betty. Let's see, I'm cooking more, making things. I think that's great. And I don't get me wrong, I love kombucha. I, I drank Maurice's when I arrived here today. It was very delicious. I just don't want to grow it. <laughs> I think it looks gross in that jar. I don't need to see that. But I'll drink it if it's in a little cup or in a... I just don't want to see where it comes from. That's where I'm at. It looks gross. I'm going to try selling it to you. Reed, what is you have to all this? Yeah. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah, those scobies like are... a giant loogie in like a Ugh. jar. But that's what you're drinking. You're drinking a live culture. I know, but I don't need to see it. You're, you're drinking a booger. <laughs> right. I'm literally drinking a booger. It actually looks like, it actually looks like animal liver to me, but. Oh, yeah, not as familiar. it does look like a, it looks like some, like you're growing like a, a some sort of organism, in, which you are it totally. Or it looks like kombucha. a yeast culture and that's what it is. Mm. You all drink beer and wine. I don't know. That's not a cute look. <laughs> yeah. um, and don't get me started on people's cultural no. foods because I can okay. go in. Uh, no, so health, health and wellness. Um, I, so it's interesting. I, uh, when I was in China, I used to go to, um, bath, like (laughs) public, normal bathhouses all the time. And, uh, important (laughs) distinction, (laughs) public, normal, safe, whatever bathhouses. And, um, in Germany they have saunas, like public saunas. And, uh, you can go to these and it's interesting because like China, it's like completely nude, but then, it's also mixed uh, sex, so oh, cool. um, which is at first you're like it, I, uh, it's it's just it's just new. You're a, 
your American sensibilities were challenged. Your American homosexual <laughs> sensibilities were challenged. Huh? No. That's um, what that is. Oh this is my! We <laughs> don't do this oh out my. west. Except for no. if you go to a pool or a hot spring or. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but like anyway. So I um uh. What's funny, though, is that, like, I go to saunas, no problem. Um, but I was recently talking with someone about how they were asking, because I used to be a lifeguard when I was in high school. They were like, oh, so you must totally go swimming all the time. And I was like, no, I don't go swimming. And they're like, why don't you go swimming? And I was like, it's because I have hair on my shoulders and I'm embarrassed by it. And they were like, shave it off. No, <laughs> shave it Let off. Let it be free. Let it exactly. be free. Um, so that's the actually. I mean, give it a little trim every now and then, but why let it be free? You know, I think we have to accept our body hair for what it is. For what? Especially as we're getting older, it should be popping up in places. I'm like, what the hell? I don't have those jeans. Well, I know you don't got that problem, but I'll find like a random like like thick old hair like on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, pluck that out. But yeah, times are changing. So no, you don't yeah, go swimming but... because you have hair on your shoulders. Do you like swimming? I don't go swimming because people are like, you are going to judge me. <laughs> no, but anyway, that was the thing that I needed to learn was that like, but it's for, it's for some reason I'm completely fine being naked and having another naked people see my like shoulder hair. But then when it comes to like swimming around little children, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. You're like, no, thank you. So yeah. if your penis is out, you are okay with your shoulder hair <laughs> showing. But if it's covered, but, it, but, but if you have on trunks, your shoulder hair oh, is no. insecure? Excuse me? You're saying when you're completely naked, you're okay with your body here. But if you have on clothes, you're insecure about your shoulder hair? That is what I'm saying, yes. Okay, it's mad. I just wanted to make sure to admit to your madness. Um, so <laughs> That's what, what I'm saying, though. Is, is, yeah, it's totally madness. But um, no, it's like I need to like... Next, next time we meet, I need to have gone to a public swimming pool and slowly gotten over this like weird... Yeah, like unhealthy... Uh, shame mm. that I have about like shoulder hair. No, totally. You have to unroot that shit, bitch. Or just shave it, whatever. No, I, why? <laughs> I'm not gonna shave my hair. He's working that's, on acceptance. That's complete uh, bullshit. Okay, girl. it's part well, of my know. body. What else is going on in those German bathhouses? <laughs> it's it's. It's, they That's they it. do this they do this thing where like every hour at the top of the hour like somebody it's like first like it's like when it first happened it's like you're in this tiny room with these German people and then like all of these naked German people come and crowd into the sauna and you're like why well, that's what a bathhouse is yeah but but it's like uh, I didn't realize it but then they have this moment like at the top of the hour where s- someone will come in and it's their job and they um they like douse they make the room super hot so they put a bunch of hot water on top of the coals and then they have Uh a towel and they like fan there's so there's like 20 people in this tiny sauna and they're all and they're all naked and they're all just like having this really intense sweaty experience together and the first time it happened it like it was it's really it's awesome to like it's like obviously you can see why these people like to do it because it's it's like a it's like jumping in a bath or something but uh no, it, it it's uh it, yeah, it's great. It's, it's it's yeah. Well, Jeremy, you guys better watch out because there's a man with very hairy shoulders up in your uh, you know, yeah. room. Yeah, and Germans aren't hairy, and they also aren't <laughs> circumcised, so it's it's. Oh yeah. Oh, we're yeah. we're doing it like that. Fades. Oh yeah, that's a lot. Okay, very natural. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that it's just yeah, they're, it's 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 yeah. So if anybody has tips for Reed to um, conquer his uh, negotiation with mm. his shoulder here, um, you can go ahead and email us at posttwink at gmail.com. <laughs> P-O-S-T-T-W-I-N-K and give Reed some tips, um, your stories, your journeys, how you learn to love yourself exactly. and all the ways in which yourself can be and has been. Please email us because we need to get some, read some words of encouragement. And so any any tips any tips that include removal of my body hair will not be accepted. Deleted. Well, I checked the email, so um, <laughs> be free, y'all. Be yeah, free. no, yeah, fine. But I just like I. Fine. They better not be mean. <laughs> well, um, well, it is no, it is the um, internet, so. Unfortunately, you know how gays be, so. Oh, speaking of gays and bathhouses, let's move right in. What? <laughs> speaking of gays and bathhouses, right on to our main thing. I just wanted to say, just very briefly, in the health and wellness section, I went to Tulum. It's amazing. Oh. It's great. You had, you had a point in you had a section in the health and wellness section. Sorry. That was it. Go on vacation. Lay on a beach. I was like, what'd you do? What'd you do to Um I laid on a beach. Actually, I was challenged because um, I went with... Um, some white people, a handful of white people, and there was like this funny joke about. Oh, your friends are white. You went to all of them. Well, no, no, not all of them. I know. <laughs> but, um, and so they had convinced me before we left that we were going to do an adventure on the Ooh. trip, which I was wait, like, wait, 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 white people in brown countries wanting adventures. They that always want adventures, me. exactly. Like, oh, like, f- like an ATV trip through the jungle or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so that's they fine. That's they, fine. No, they there just wanted lines, to be around other white caves. people in a forest. Literally, because I went to the website and I was like, there's a lot of Listen, white people in these If images. I'm going to a forest, I want to be around all Caucasians. Because <laughs> you all are very prepared. You all you all pack heavy for these things. That's true. You all have special boots and special See, shorts. I am a black things. man. We just go out there and try to catch the spirit of our ancestors to guide us through. But y'all, but y'all pack equipment. I'm going with y'all. No, I mean, well, this was like off the highway. But anyways, it's like acres and acres of like adventure, which was like zip lining, which was cute. Zip lining is sexy. It's fun. It, is it sexy? You feel great afterwards. Do I? Did you? Did I? I don't know. <laughs> I, I felt like, I don't know, that I, w- I had to climb a lot of stairs to like... Weren't you happy you didn't fall off? Well, yes. That is much... That's that exciting. Much to not to conquer death. Also, I didn't have to do anything. They just like clicked me in themselves. So that made me feel more secure because I don't trust myself. Don't you feel like a more like accomplished man? Like you've conquered no. something that you could take No, because I was doing that next to like little six-year-olds. I knew how to climb some stairs and like... Were the six-year-olds? <laughs> I feel like you're very far away from your masculinity, my friend. I am, but I'll say I did enjoy the ziplining. I did not enjoy the ATVing. I did not whatever. So ATVs or jeeps? No, they're like little cars. Why do you pull up those things? Yeah, no, yeah, we did that through like a little jungle, but it only went like ten miles an hour, so it was stupid. That's like walking. But we were like under caves, and we did like the sonotes thing, which was like cute, like the yeah, underwater. It's like a oh, yeah, yeah. underwater cave. Where is this um, which, place? Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, I didn't mention that. So Tulum um, is in oh, Mexico. Oh, it's in Mexico. Which part? Um, so the Tulum part. The, the part known as Tulum? No. Uh, it's, folks is that on the Yucatan? Really Cancun. Or? Yeah, it's on okay. the Yucatan. Um, okay. It's like a 45-minute drive south from uh, Cancun. Okay. Um, but um, they have cenotes there. And like that was beautiful and great, except for exhausting. We had to like paddle through one. But either way, I was challenged to do like a little adventure. And I didn't have a terrible time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, even when you're on vacation, trying to treat yourself, it's important to challenge yourself. So what are you taking back? What did you bring back from going to the 
ancestral homeland in Ooh, the and we, or things like that? Uh, that I wasn't there long enough. Oh. Yeah. How long were you there? there? Um, only like five days. Oh, yeah. Sure. <sighs> Need to go so back. So if you went to Mexico, besides Yucatan and then the, the um, Puerto Vallarta, where is there another like place you would like to go? Or Oh, my God. Brilliant question. So for my 30th birthday, mm. um, I so next year, um, I'm going to go to Mexico City. Oh, Sweet. I love Mexico City. Can I come yeah, with you? Well, I'll come oh, on that. I'll come on that trip. Exactly. Yeah, Mexico City. want to sit on the beach? That's boring to me. But Mexico City is great. See the, see the Colony Museum. House. Yes, I want to go. Ooh, there's there's a Mexico City has a witch market. We Ooh, can go to that. Let's do it. Our main, our last segment of the main topic is pros and cons, ups and downs. I guess the negotiation of dating men who come out later in life, um, who maybe come out maybe after the kind of what has become the international idea of, I, think, I feel like there's an international idea that you should come out when you're young, maybe mm-hmm. like late teens or very early 20s. Um, and so that's kind of like a, do you feel like it's expected for people to come out that age or is that, what do you think, Reed? It's, uh, yeah. It, um, yeah, like I, I, it's it's even like if you date, it's like I remember I went, on a few dates with someone who was like 25 and they had just come out and it was very like, that's the 25 is not, that's like still super young. And I feel it's a little like, late. It's a little late to me. And that's no, but that's the thing is like, it, um, like, I guess I came when does out late when I was, begin? well, that's the thing is actually when I came out, there was already like a, a lot of people that were much more, Oh, so I, was like I eight, remember. 18. Just, yeah. How old were you when you came out? 18. Okay. Um, what about you, Moises? Freshman in college. <laughs> what about you, Moises? Oh, I was 15. 15. Yeah. I don't know how old I was. I don't even know if I came out. All right. This is, it's still up for debate. Well, because I don't have a coming out story, so I'm, I'm going to be quiet here. No, I mean, well, it's not about having a story to, like, come out, girl. We have to I never the came, time. I never came, I was never straight. You never officially had the conversation, but folks be knowing. Yeah, but like, so I was never straight, so it wasn't a coming out. <laughs> like, there wasn't, I was never a heterosexual. I was never, like, hiding. No one ever made that assumption. Of yeah, no one ever expected anything. No one ever asked me about girlfriends ever in life. Yeah, so there was, uh, Just skip that question and moved on. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a weird, privileged third generation gay, so it's a different. Oh, thing yeah, that is yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm also a third generation gay. You are? Yeah. What? Yeah. Which is why, like, I knew, I think it's easier to come out when you're early, or come out early when you're, like, so I was, like, 15. Or, no, it's, like, my first Wait crush. a minute. A minute my ago, f- you said it was 18. Yeah, it's uh, no, no, no. I'm coming, I mean, coming out to other people. Oh, like, and, okay. The practice. And, yeah, so I'm talking, like, I obviously, like, I had, like, a first crush when I was, like, 13 or something on a guy. And then you slowly, like, are, like, no, well, that's just, like you come up with all these excuses like no it's like whatever and then like eventually i think it was like my junior year of high school that i was like yeah this is because like it's it's but it, like the easiest thing is is probably like it it um i don't know why i'm talking so much about only about sex but it's like it's like um if you orgasm 
and you orgasm much better to a guy compared to orgasming orgasming to a girl, then like it's pretty clear that you have a preference. And like an orgasm doesn't really lie. Like it's pretty like an you can't. <laughs> well, oh, I don't know. No, I can make okay, an orgasm but, like, you lie. Can, yeah, but you can have a good orgasm, and you can have a like a. You can't really manufactured. Yeah. Like you, if if you're really honest with yourself, you enjoy something more than others, and that's kind of what I like came to the realization <laughs> of, is I was like, I really am not into women, and and yeah, so it was like Wait, that was before so I was like eighteen. But, so your story of gay was that realizing that you weren't into women. Yeah, and then I realized because I was like a third generation gay that I was like, well, this I knew what the alternative was which actually might not be the alternative of like, well, I guess I'm just a, like a homosexual and I only like, wait, (laughs) so was it like, man, these girls aren't doing it for me. I can't even, you know, work this thing out. If you, if you asked me, if you asked me who I went to like the dances with in high school. So like, like homecoming and prom, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea what their names are because I really didn't care. Like I was not. That was so rude. <laughs> okay, How, wait. So maybe, no, I, I, maybe I do. I, have I a was. People story. expected like a date, and I was like, I'm only doing this because it's yeah, expected of me. By that's society. why you take your flame dame or your beard. <laughs> well, see, I went to art school, so it's a whole oh, different yeah. thing. But I know. But I realized I do have a coming out story. I never thought I had one until Ooh. this moment. Yes. Because nobody ever asked me to be gay. So 14, um, I want to say, I don't care. My friend Alyssa Carver. Um, Alyssa. Yeah, she was a cute, gothy white girl who, like, uh, she she introduced me to shopping at thrift stores. I didn't even think yes. about it. Um, goth and, girls for the win. Well, she wasn't goth. She was cool. She was dead. Alyssa was fly. We were in the same writing program. Goth ass. You know, so it was freshman year of high school. And um, it was like, I felt like I, I love making collages. Mm-hmm. And then in freshman year, this cool looking, different kind of person I met. We were totally different as night and day. Literally, our complexion is night and day. <laughs> um, no, it was very different scenes and vibes that were And I was like, oh, you collage too? So we had a collage. This is so cheesy. But we had a collage date. It was Aww. great. And um, so I brought my magazine. She brought hers. You know, I would like get the good high-end fashion magazines, mm. you know, from the store, whatever. And we get there. And um, she asked me, she's like, so are you gay? And I was like. Just straight up. And I was like, no, I'm not gay. And she was like. Now when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and then she points out she was like well your collages are all full of like men there's no women and your men are all very very attractive and like she called on your kind art of, kind of naked and I was like and I was like you think so she was like look at it and I was like huh I don't know that before and she was like you're gay Marie so I was like I am and she's like you're gay and then I realized that the last three people I had kissed had all been men <laughs> <laughs> and so I put it all together and I was like oh I think I'm a homo. I guess I, I, guess I just thought I was, to me, I was just doing my thing. I didn't have a name right. for it. I didn't have, like, a, I was just doing my thing. And so, um, I don't know if it's like coming out story, but I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're like, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I am gay. That fits. <laughs> yeah, that was my story. I don't know. Well, and I remember, like, I remember the first time I found out what gay was. Like, I you didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was, like, in elementary school until really? one day. Yeah. This guy, um, had had said the word and was like trying to kiss this other boy and I was like wait what we can do that <laughs> why did no one tell me this before boys can be kissing boys and you just ran with it yeah and I was like gay oh wait oh shit maybe that's me that's that's what I want to do you know the homophobes are gonna run with that comment yeah well uh, well whatever let them um, <laughs> run to a ditch no but like so Maurice when when somebody actually when she told you that like that you were gay did you 
did that like because you said that you were just doing your thing before and then did it shape your like did the, the next thing that you do like was like go on the internet and look up what gay was and then be like oh that's what i am and then it started to form no i knew what gay people were i knew what homosexuality was like my grandmother lesbian like my her brother is a gay man like so you know like uh my uncle b and uncle carlos and their damn dog benito mm. um benito was so loud and yelpy but like damn. they were always when i was a small kid and we would visit my and my mom's brother is gay my uncle michael mm. was gay and so it was like, when I was a small kid, maybe like first grade, we were with my uncle Michael um, and his partner, and um, I always, I would ask, always, always ask like where was um, Uncle Mikey's roommate's room at, or where's his bed at? Oh, you were that bed. kid. And, and, and my mom would say like, oh, his bed is broken, so they're sharing a bed right now. And then I think after about a year, she was like, I realized oh. there is no broken bed because I finally realized there was no other room. <laughs> so, um, but I always knew what gay was mm-hmm. from an early age, but I think it was maybe around first grade, I start understanding maybe like who were like identifying people mm-hmm. in the family or society that were gay. Mm-hmm. I always knew like some, I mean, you say, I mean, I'm almost the 80s. Like oh, yeah. there's, I always, I don't ever, I don't have, I don't have a memory of discovering what gay was. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always knew. My awareness is of understanding who was gay, or like you know, oh, so Uncle Mikey is gay, mm. or, or or Uncle B and Carlos they're gay together. Aww. You know what I mean? Or like, okay, our grandma she's right. gay. You mean like she's 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 a lady gay, <laughs> if you will. No, she's a lady gay. But it's I think it's useful when you're like that young to be like that's what a gay person can, can be, and like that's what a gay person can be because one of them oh, was absolutely. like like somebody who lived in Hell's Kitchen and and was into like Broadway shows in New York. And then the other was like a forest ranger. (laughs) I'm like, like, Oh, I can can still be gay and be a forest ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I had any, there's all kinds of people like our, we had a neighbor who was, you know, she was openly bisexual and is, um, controversial as people may have thought that was it was always just accepted that this you know friend of the family does. is traditional men and women and so I think for me like bisexuality hmm. was more of a concept that I had to understand than like um, heterosexuality or like same sex uh, or like homosexuality hmm. um, it was bisexuality that took me the longest time to conceptualize or understand like that bisexuality was like a real thing, like an actual sexuality. <laughs> you know what I mean? That the person wasn't confused, that they weren't uh, like weird, that it was, that was, my learning curve was really bisexuality and not gay mm. or straight, to be honest with you. That's nice. Well, and I guess I wonder too, like thinking back to, to some of these, to, to the folks who came out when they were much older, like, cause I definitely, if they don't have representations of what that can look like in their families, um, because, I, I, like, of course they didn't come out till like, much later, right? Like, if there's not any sort of, like, if they're not seeing it. I had a gay grandma. Her brother was gay. My uncle was gay. And they we were, had none. They were, they were the gays in the hood who people made fun of. They were the gays in the hood who people, who people didn't mess with. Like, my dad's best yeah. friend was gay. Oh. And so as much as, like, homophobia was kind of in, a, a in the culture because it's an American culture. Right. Um, like, that was his best friend. So he was always like, this is my. Right. Don't like, mess with my friend. This is my friend. Like, he yeah. grew up with us. You know, oh, he I fought like alongside that. us when people tried to jump us. We were kids. We defended him. He defended us. 
his mom and our mom are best friends. Like, this is our, you know, this is our, you know, you may hear gay jokes, but he was like, this is, like, he was our uncle. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't a... Oh, I love that. Like, even the gay cousins who was like, who I realized I've become, who, like, lives in another city and visits twice a year. (laughs) I'm that gay now. Um, It was... I had the gays there, but, like, they didn't influence my options of what I was going to be in my life. I wasn't, like, oh, no. I really want to grow up and be, like, Uncle B and Carlos and have a yelpy dog named Benito. Like, I, I never, like... No, yeah, but I think it's helpful to sort of see that people can lead, like, okay. lives. Like, to say, like, oh, this is, you know, to just sort of see, like, oh, this is a... There's a variety, like Reed was saying earlier, there's a variety of ways that gay can look. Um, but also, just having a having the feeling of security that your family... Is like cool with it in some way. Oh or another. no no no! Just because they're gays in my family no, no, does yeah. not mean they were like cool. yay gay yay. No, true true true. My family but... was. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, That's which so is cute. it is cute. It's also kind of uh, no, it is nice. Wait but... wait. So when you told your parents you're gay, how did they did they, did they throw your party? No, my dad oh, told me that party. he knew, and oh. my mom was uh, she had high expectations for me as like. Oh, a, yeah. She was like, she was like my perfect, sorry, my, like the, the, is Sully, sorry, did you like, were you like ruined? Oh, I forgot what sullied means. Um, no, it's tarnished, tarnished, tarnished. no, but that's fine. But it's, it's, um, no, it was, it was, it was just like, of course, mom, the child that you get along with is like, like, uh, not going to like. Yeah, fulfill all of because, like, in a mom's mind, it like, I, and maybe, like, for them, a a big part of their life was like getting married and then having children, and then that was like what occupied my mom for most of her life, and then she probably like then wanted, I don't like, she probably then wanted that for her children, and and totally for sure, and, yeah. and but that's I still my, it's it totally still lingers. She totally still wants me to do. I all think that my things. dad, his thing is that like he. Gay, he got over his fine, whatever. Um, he's you know, he has a moment when he was like, eh. um, but his thing really is about children, yeah. He's really pressuring to have children, and so as I get older, we have to have real conversations. Um, like, he's like, I believe you know, you're gonna have kids one day. And I recently I told him, like, I said, How go to the baby store? Go to the baby um, store. And so, I mean, like, right now he's desperate. He doesn't care if I adopt a, you know, if I adopt a child of a different race. I mean, just a grandchild is the thing. I do remember I did try to come out at mm. one point. I think freshman year or sophomore year. Because it was like, I felt like it was so in the media, like, coming out stories. Oh, yeah. Coming out and all the, like, you know, Phil Donahue, all those. I'm old. Not, well, no, things. I was like, not to age you, but that, like, that was the... The decade of coming out. Yeah, that's when I was a kid. So yeah. I feel like I had to, right? And then I, I went to an arts high school. Oh, so, like, yeah. everything and everybody's gay in the arts. Um, and so I tried to. I told, no, my mom came over once. Um, and she was like, I felt like she was trying to force me to come out. Yeah. I feel like she watched too much Oprah. She was like, you know, I'm your mother. I love you. You know, nothing no matter you who you would, are. Yeah, would change what I think of you. I always love you no matter what. And she kept pausing, waiting for me to like say. And you were like, cool, mom. I'm like, got it, girl. <laughs> yep, cool. It's another Tuesday. Can I get a 20, sis? What's good? <laughs> you know, yes. like, uh, she tried. And then my dad went through a little phase. Maybe she told him that I was, you know, oh, yeah. he was like, whatever. Well, uh, they always know. But I tried telling my cousin. Oh, yeah. I was at a house party. 
she was the older cousin. She had her own apartment, whatever. I told her one night. It's we free. were like, uh, it was raining by the window. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Tupac was playing the whole thing. Oh my gosh, um, I love it. My, favorite, my, my favorite thing. Hell, me, was a favorite song. Uh, we were playing it. And I was like, Erica, I have something. She never listen to this podcast. Erica, I going to tell you. She's like, what? 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 I was like, I got all emotional. I don't know why. I feel like I felt like I had to be all like serious and emotional and like. Well, also maybe you don't need to qualify your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, hold on a second. So I tell her, I was like, yeah, what happened? She's like, I'm gay. I'm gay. Erica. She's like, she's like, okay, and and, and and what? What? And she's like, I was like, I'm gay. And she goes, and your boyfriend's white. I was like, no, 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 no. Just gay. Your boyfriend's older. No, 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 no. She's like, you're having sex with your boyfriend. I was like, no, I don't even have a boyfriend. I'm just gay. I was like, I'm gay. And she goes, that's it? And I was like, yeah. She's like bored. And she was like, really? She's like, everybody knows you're gay. <laughs> and like, I felt dumb Aww. for telling her. And so it was kind of, I shouldn't even come out because it was so... Maybe well, maybe she was trying to like be like, well, that's no big deal. But the way that it, yeah, she really but, and it she, maybe she was trying to be supportive, but that was her way of being supportive. Was like, well, that's totally normal. But the next week, she so... introduced me to her gay white friend. Oh, fine. To go on a date. Oh God, why do they do that to us? Because All she the wanted time. To find love. Oh God, I will find love on my own terms. Damn it! Don't introduce me to your gay friend. He was cool. We were talkable. He had a car. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I didn't like it. (laughs) But in high school, like, he had had a job, he had a car. That was, like, cool. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. I don't know. So, when I was... So, I will say this. I have... As I grow as a person, I have um, learned to... When I was in college, I met this... I took a night class, right? Mm. Um, And I went to a non-traditional school metro downtown, non-traditional campus... And so when you take night classes, there's more like working adults that you're in your classes, right? Mm-hmm. I met this man who, um, he was like 50 years old and he had like recently, um, he married children and recently come out. Mm-hmm. And so some classes we just kind of started talking about stuff or whatever and he had told me and I just thought it was so strange. I never, I, I had never heard of somebody being married with kids and coming out. Mm. And he talked about it and just said, you know, like, it doesn't matter, like, who you sleep. He's like, you know, and so I was like, so did you just wake up one day and you're gay? What, what is this about? Because I was young and I didn't truly really understand that uh, trajectory right. of, of or that lane of gay men. Mm-hmm. And he told me, and it was so, I so struggled with it, um, just hearing him talk about, like, the fact that, like, he'd always, you know, had interests with men, but was married. He, like, and de- he definitely deeply, I believe him, definitely deeply loved his wife. Oh, yeah. And loved his children and loved every part of being married and being a father. Um, and so I was, so I just asked him, like, what made you want to, like, end all that or stop the show, mm. if you will? Because it's exhausting. Well, I learned that from uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he told me something. He was like, it doesn't matter. Um, he's like, sleeping with men doesn't make you gay. That's just sex. Um, he was like, I am a gay man because I love men. I want to be with a man. I want to be partnered mm-hmm. with a man. That's what makes you gay. He says, I don't care who you sleep with. That's irrelevant. Being gay, you know, is about that. And my grandmother, who's like the very much so 1950s, 60s, lesbian, Wiccan, goddess-loving, power crystal-wearing, she probably has lots of yoni eggs. I'm quite sure of it. She practices Reiki, so I'm sure she got yoni eggs. Um, but... Uh, no, she's that type of person. Yeah. Um, she sent me her erotic novel one year to read. Oh, that's a little me, awkward. She told me it was autobiographical. 
Ooh, even more awkward. Yeah, she's very... You could have left that information out. That's my grandma. I don't care. That's my grandma. That's, that's where I come from. You know, we're yeah. very... We're like Honest. the people in Reed's TV show. Yeah. Um, but she said the same thing to me, though. I think mm. that same year, she was like, being gay is a political decision. Mm. It's a political identity, is what she said, actually. And she said the same thing. She was like, it doesn't matter who you sleep with, but calling yourself gay, living as gay, that's, that's going to change things, yeah. Um, and so that, I think, was my... Call to arms? Call to action. It was the beginning of my not thinking me was crazy mm. for people to come out later in life. Gotcha. Because I had met somebody who um, had the story and I was, you know, I was, I felt for him. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. Um, and then I think both of them saying, because they're about the same age, him and my grandmother were saying that being gay is political and, you know, like it's a political identity. And mm-hmm. so, um, before then, I'm sure I was very judgmental or thought it was weird or thought dudes were just kind of like horn dogs or whatever, but um, I don't know why I told you that long story. Oh, no, but no, I, think, I think it's, yeah, it's acknowledging that people have their own sort of trajectories around some of that stuff. I guess the one thing that I'll add to this in, in relation to my own coming out, not to be like the whiny femme queen in the room. Um, uh, here we go. <laughs> this is what I want to be Yes. <laughs> um... I don't feel like I've ever, I had the privilege to not come out. <laughs> um, just because when I... I feel you, because there's no way I could have been in the closet. Right, like, especially as like a feminine, like, little, little, like, man that I am. I'm not that little. Um, but um, that, like, people always just made the assumption, regardless of what I did. No, no matter how, like, heterosexual I tried to be, there was no scapegoating or trying to pretend. It. Like, I couldn't... And I'm a decent actor, but I could not... Act my way through heterosexuality. Yeah, heterosexuality is a role that you cannot be ever. No, exactly. And so I guess I, 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 I don't. I, I've always sort of struggled with that concept around coming out because it was, for me, it was kind of like, well, I eventually just had to to like set the record straight because it was annoying dealing with all the other little pieces, and and so and, and it, a lot of that has to do with my gender expression and all those yeah, all those things. Yeah, yeah, it's all you know, femininity, masculinity. I didn't have any of that, the latter. So, um, which is also why my family, like, they all knew. But, you know, and similar to Reed, when I came out, they were like, oh, yeah, we knew. And I was like, well, you could have told me two years ago. Mm-hmm. Made things a lot easier. You know, I, um, I guess on this, I mean, we're really just talking about coming out stories now. But I, um, you know, I described my family a little bit as what they were. But, you know, it's a complicated and nuanced. And mm-hmm. so I, um, I was always like a soft boy, if you will. Oh, me too. Um, they were the most masculine thing in the world, right? Um, but the order I get the more mask, I feel, which is strange for me. But um, soft feminine, you know, there was a lot of attention paid to, you know, the way I walked down the street, oh, yep. you know, and how, how much of a masculine presence I had. Me not having naturally was problematic. Yeah. Me not wanting to play outdoors. Right. Or play sports. Ugh. You know, all the things. But, Why would um, I do that? So, you know, I think at some point certain, like my, you know, some older cousins, um, and I have an uncle who's only seven years older than me. Hmm. Um, and so, like, that kind of group of people in the family took it upon themselves to, like, toughen me up, right? Mm. As a child, it was torture. It was they were trying oh, to make yeah. me tougher and rougher and oh, more yeah. masculine and more rougher. And so I called him recently. I was like, mm. I'm going to say his name. He listen to this. I was like, to Chag. Oh, wait. He follows me on Facebook. He will. Whatever. I don't care. I was like, Chag. I was like, you know what? I was like, you know, all those times been like, you and Tomas would, like, get together. Y'all would, like, rough me up and, like, you know, try to make me, like, you know, like, try to make me fight. Get strong. Try, yeah, yeah, get strong and all these, you know, things. I was like, I really hated you all for that. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, I'm over it. I'm past it. I still hate you all 
for that. I don't hate you all crew, but I hate you all for the experience. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was really effed up. I'm over it. We're good, no, you know, whatever. We're good but now, but I want you to know that I hate you mm-hmm. for that um, deeply in my heart. It this was shit torture. was fucked up. And I was like, I always feel like you guys stopped because you saw it was making me into a psycho person. Oh. And you all stopped because you realized, like, I'm just that gay. You can't make me more macho. Right. I said that to him. And I was like, but I forgive you. I want you to know that I hate you for it. But I forgive you because I, I know you didn't know any better. He stops. Now, look at my family, right? Yeah. Grandmother gay, her brother gay, you know, we got a gay, you know, all those yeah. things. He said, no, we did know better. And I said, it, would, it dripped, because I wouldn't, I, I wanted, I did not want this conversation going to go. Yeah. He's like, no, we did know better. And I said, what? And he was like, no, we did it because we didn't want, because we saw who you were and how you were. We didn't want people to take advantage of you. Yeah. We wanted you to be able to, to stand up for yourself and to fight back and not let anybody punk you or take advantage of you because you were that soft, because you were that feminine. We wanted, you know, you'd be able to like go down the street and like, not get effed up by my, my other boys yeah. and people. Who want it to was protective. And so, and you hear that allegorically in yeah. the culture and everything, and you're like, fuck that. Right. But something about hearing him say it to me, because he said, we did know better, but we wanted to prepare you for the world. Yeah. It split me up. And I honestly, and I definitely am very much so like, who was it, Gloria Ansel Dua said, like, I will mm. not defend... Um, aspects of my culture that hurt me even though they believe that they were there to you know um, to protect me or defend me Mm -hmm. Um, she said it better than that (laughs) you get the point Um, so I definitely have that piece like F you but when he said that to me all the hate that I had in my heart as a young child against him I feel Tomas literally just turned into butterflies and flew away. Oh. Like Mariposas. Oh my god, Mariposas! Mariposas! Mariposas, pardon. No, but it really, really did. It's such a, fu- it's, such a, it's, such a it's kind of a fucked up story, but it honestly, like... Oh, but you got some healing in there, girl. Yeah, because I, I imagine it that my mother was like, if you guys keep effing at my kid, like, it's yeah. over, I'm done. But, um, which is kind of what happened. <laughs> But um, it it was, I I thought they I thought I was a failure in their eyes, mm. and I carried that with me. Oh yeah, a little bit that I had been a failure in masculinity that because of my gender expression, that I had broken the rules of masculinity, which I did, yeah. um, and that all the men in the world were punishing me for like, you know, I was just worse being than, I was worse than a woman because I was like less of a man because I was acting like a woman. Yep. But I was worse than a woman because I was a man who was acting like a woman. Yeah. I mean, in the structure of how patriarchal Ugh. how, how patriarchal in phase masculinity is oppressive mm-hmm. and so I carry the hate in my heart for them mm-hmm. deeply I mean you realize too yeah they were effed up by patriarchy oh, yeah. too um, yeah, but you also it, recognize their intent yeah it's just it's still it's still like I can't believe that y- you would take someone who's like soft and kind and then be like well we need to toughen this person up and like destroy a, a like a a part of them because the world is a is a difficult place and for me and I saw it as them wanting me to not them wanting me to survive the yeah. earth and them wanting me like them being afraid that I was gonna be hurt by others and then wanting me to not be hurt by the world. Mm-hmm. And how I took it. Yeah and, and like it's still just, fucked up. <laughs> right, right. It's it's just it like I had like I, I don't think that 
my family would really do that to someone. And I think it's because I don't, it's probably because they're like privileged white people that live in a small town and are like, uh, now girl, I don't know. From what I understand in America, white people who live in small towns who are privileged send their kids to camp to be electrocuted, (laughs) to electrocute the gay out of them. No, no, but so like in, in, no, but like, in like actual reality where <laughs> people have more complex views um like the town that i that that like i went to in the summers it like it voted it's like for trump by like 55% so like a 10 point God. margin and but like even in some cases you still have like 30% of the people that are in these in these towns that are still pretty progressive but mm-hmm. No, it's, it's like, I, it like, I'm like people in my family tend to be very soft-spoken and friendly and, and like the people that usually have the most influence in my family are the nicest people. And, and I like, it's, but I, I'm, I'm saying that like, it, it, it seems like. That was a black and scary story for you. Well, no, no, it's just, it, it seems like I, I don't think that my family would have that like rationalization that like, well, we, well, we need to like, ma- like I, I, there's definitely white people that, that do, that try to make their like gay sons uh, yeah. more tough. But like, in, it, I'm just saying that like, it, it, it would just be like heartbreaking to, 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 to like lose a part of a person because you're like, well, we need to make you tough for the rest of the world instead of like, I don't know, I don't know the solution to it, but it just, I it think seems... the issue was that it wasn't working and they realized that they That's were good. either going to like, make a psychotic person, which yeah. wasn't a good deal. Maybe. They're like, eh, well, he's that thin. <laughs> he's that gay. <laughs> good luck. We can't beat it into him. Leave it alone, because if you keep doing it, he's going to be a crazy person. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, no, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything, but I would just say that the story definitely felt filled up. With. I mean, like, my father, in his own ways, because, like, I have a football family, and so there were oh, definitely yeah. the times when he, like, I feel like we talked about already, but, well, you know, he was trying to, like, because all the cousins play football. Oh, he tried yeah. to make me do all the all the classic boy things. And me being <sighs> the child that I was, I was, like, Sitting in the bushes with, with with the girls. Exactly. So, That's what I was doing. And so he tried. He tried to get me to bounce. He tried to do all the things. And so I was just at a young age, so like not doing that, to where I just it was so disappointing for him. Oh yeah. To where he was like, well, I guess I got a feminine son. And that just is what oh, it is. Hey. Hey, sorry, I lost on? you. Yeah, was you, it was quick. Yeah, it was when you were talking about your father. No, yeah, no. So so he Football. tried in ways yeah. that in private that ways that were not crazy. Like beating me up, just trying to introduce me to sports. I didn't take right. the bait. Um, but I mean, like on the on contrast, though, I do have friends who come from, and I'm not trying to like dog you. I think you made some really important points that like you did grow up in a kind family, um, and that you know intelligence and sensitivity mm-hmm. was the way in which influence um, was raised in your family. Um, yeah, that sounds really nice. Yeah, no, I mean it. I in my family, it was who was the loudest. Oh, it was. I don't know. I have to think about the question. I know. I, I that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, but like, I mean, like at the end of the day, my mom was like, "You touch my kid again." Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and my dad tried, but it you know, didn't work. Whatever, so he left it alone. Um, and that hurt his ego because mm-hmm. you know I feel like cause I'm the only kid. 
It's like every man wants their carbon copy. Right. So I think as a parent, took him along to realize that I was not him. Right. Um, but no, but like on the contrast there, I'm also grateful though because it was just, they just wanted me to be tough. Right. They didn't really, they knew I was gay. Nobody asked me about a girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a, you know. Um, but I do have friends whose, you know, parents I think weren't as, I think, kind and progressive as maybe Reed's family were who, mm. You know, like I have friends in high school whose parents literally sent them to anti, who were rich mm-hmm. white people whose parents sent them to like anti-gay camps over and over again. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people ended up on serious drugs on a college sophomore year, like early on. I feel like it's because of the result of that. I mean, yeah. I definitely have seen like the idea that that like the middle class way of being homophobic is better than working class people mm-hmm. or upper middle class people way of being homophobic is somehow more evolved than people who are poor working class. Mm. And I have those friends whose parents sent them to like TEST therapy or whose parents like drugged them on a lot of psychiatric medications. We're still because, fighting because, conversion because, therapy. Because of that. Yeah. That piece, literally because of that. And so I saw that play out well. And so I think I'm kind of glad that my parents didn't like, they said, well, our kids just gay. Like they're not, it's just Here's what it is. We're just raising home now. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's go. How are you, Grace? It's going to look a little different now. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting, yeah, world. Hmm. Well, and I guess I'll, 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 I guess, co-sign with you, Maurice, in terms of, like, when I came out to my mother, the first thing she did was cry. And I was like, what is your problem? Why are you crying? Um, and then her first concern was, like, HIV. And then her yeah. second concern was, um, like, people just, like, beating me up or being rude to me. And I was like... Mom, that's been my life, like, to this point. Like, do you think that, like, do you think that, like, me telling you I'm gay is gonna, like, gonna make it worse? Like, but but it did come from this very, like, caring and compassionate place around, like, I don't, I don't want you to experience this world, like, as, as a gay person because they are treated mm. so horribly um, by everyone else. So what can we do to, like, provide some layers of protection, whatever, whatever. And I'll definitely say, like, my 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 other relatives when I was like a young little soft boy definitely had similar tactics. You're still a little soft boy. Oh, I'm still little. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, but they definitely did similar things like oh let's go play let's go do this like let's like do all these masculine things and I was like I'm not do no I'm just gonna be here sitting. But I will say when I was sitting with the girls, there was the one time I impressed my father because he thought I was macking on all the girls. Oh yeah, they always think that. Yeah. Mm. Surprise, surprise. So I have a question. Um, I'm always curious. I went on a date once with a guy who, um, he did not come out till he was married in his early 30s. And so I met, like, he was 40 at the time. He was like, you know, out gay man. Mm-hmm. Everything's cool there. Um, and I, um, I had this theory a little bit that sometimes dating guys who would come out later is kind of like dating, like, 35-year-old teenagers. <laughs> Am I being shady here? No, but like... this this is why this is why it's like yeah, it's it's like they don't really have sex experience and oh, relationship well, experience. I don't know about that. I don't know about, about that. that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think we must have we must have yeah. <laughs> they had different uh, guys. Yeah, right. Well and, <laughs> well, and they talk about sort of there. There's been theories and things around like the sort of the steps that folks generally take after they sort of come out or sort of like feelings that they have after they come out like Ooh, tell me. Like oh i don't remember i should have looked this up before this thing um but um what i remember briefly is like the first step of it is being like full with lots of pride and this is people coming out regardless of age right so like 
for me, what that looked like was wearing like all the rainbow shit. Oh, you were one of those gays? I, oh, I was. Ugh, disgusting. Rude. Um, <laughs> but I did, I, you know, I did all that. And then, um, uh, and so that was one of the, and really what it's, what the cycle is, is sort of like learning that gay is a part of just one part of yourself. Like it becomes a very salient identity for a very long time. And then becomes less salient and less salient. Now, how many people, How what percentage of our community do you feel like GOAT gets there? Uh, well, yeah. That was so rude of me. That was terribly rude. I stand by it, but it was very rude. Oh, totally. Well, but, it, but so to your point earlier, that's why it kind of makes sense when we talk about, like, when people come out as gay and they're taking on this politicized identity, like, this very political identity, like, why, regardless of their age, they may go through the similar sort of practices and seem to... Folks like us who came out when we were much younger or had interesting stories around coming out, not coming out, I don't know, what have you, um, that, um, I forgot where I was going with that. There it goes. Sorry. What's the difference between us and them? Ooh, Ooh no. that sounds so... No, well... Is, is it? No, but that's that's no. the... Yeah, but like if you have that, if that if that's like, yeah, that's why we should talk about this because that, yeah... Are they different from us? Those who come out later than those who come out younger, is there a big difference? I don't think so. I, I, I think that if you're actually dating gonna, someone and they actually turn out to be like a wonderful person and they come out later, then yeah, it, it's just, it. Um, it that's fine. Like it, yeah. it, eventually you'll discover the person. It's just you have these other like things that you probably have to have more patience to get over when you're dating this person. And then yeah, it's it's true. and that's like it's it's super trying i think um because you're just at some point you're just like yeah like let's just like come on it's not I it's not a big deal to a lot of the i definitely stick to a lot of the old movement stuff i definitely still at the and this is going to contradict what i'm about to say but at the end of the day i definitely still feel that gays who come out earlier do better as human beings overall mm. because this in terms of they they learn to negotiate their saliency they they have more time to figure out where they fall on the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, they do better overall as human beings versus, I think maybe what we're used to is those who maybe um, come out later. And I'm trying to challenge myself to think that like those who come out later are people who struggle mm-hmm. for a long time. Cause that's what I automatically think, but right. I know that that, that cannot be the only thing. Right. For example, like I, I seen this guy, yeah. Mr. Netflix and chill. Yeah. That's Excuse so boring. <laughs> Um, no, it's actually really good. Um, did you listen to the Netflix and Chill episode? Oh, you need to. Um, anyways, I know, I know. Um, no, no, but he, I met this guy and he's like, he was like, what, he's 34 and he recently is divorced. And he met, he was like, you know, like, I'm recently divorced, da 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 da, this is something that I want to do right now. This is just, you know, where I am. I've never been with a guy before. Um, I hooked up with like one guy like six months ago. But this is where I am, you know, kind of like putting it all on the table. Um, and I was, it was different for me for someone to be like, hi, I'm newly gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I was okay with it. He was fine. He was cool, whatever. And so I didn't, I so far don't get the impression that he is someone who struggled. Mm. You know what I mean? He, I'm, no, yeah. I'm wondering could... what took him so long to express it, but I don't feel like he struggled. I could be wrong. Well, no, it, it could also be that you meet tons of people that come out when they're young and you don't really meet that many people that come out when they're older. So you don't really have True. a representative sample of the population. <laughs> well, I meet lots of men who need to come out and they're way older because <laughs> they're on the internet. <laughs> um, but I met my fair share of like guys who come out way later and like 
the because that piece around the, the cycle though that's kind of like when you come out and everything is new yeah. you're just excited to like join the community or find the community yeah. things and get your feet wet mm-hmm. and so I think normally that kind of happens when you're in your younger 20s but to see that happen to a man who's like 40 years old and coming out is fucking frustrating oh, yeah. to see a 40 year old man like be like a kid in a candy store because this is new and my first gay bar my first yeah like, whatever and he's just like he's like going through puberty at 40 and you're like are you serious? But it's also kind of exciting. Like, I guess oh that's why God, for Jesus me. Oh my God, Butler. What? No, stop. Well, I guess, because, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Pride Fest in Denver and all those things for lots of reasons. Um, but I always have to, like, remind myself that, the, that like, that event is so good for folks who do come out later or folks who are just coming out in general. Like, and it, I just, I don't know, things like that always were like, remind me to like, okay, no, this is important. This is important for someone's sort of development and their identity and what have you, especially for those folks. And, and I think especially for those folks who do come out later in their age, that like those types of events and those types of things are like, I don't know, really important for them. Even though I'm like jaded and bitter about it. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that too. The other part is sometimes guys who come out later, um, you meet them and they don't have the levels of jadedness and bitterness yeah. in the gay community, and so so optimistic. The, and the gag is sometimes <laughs> some of those some some of those guys are also sometimes better to date because they like are not like I am gay and I want to do these gay things and uh, it's gay gay gay. Like I'm a human being and you know part of that is that's gay. What it is, yeah. Um, so I don't. I feel like it is an us. It's it's not an us versus them thing. It's definitely an us. And okay. them thing because I feel like like Reed's point earlier. What can be frustrating is to meet a grown proper adult male who like yeah me I you know my organically gay ass organically <laughs> came gay. out the womb big homo um, and so like sometimes it can be frustrating to like meet a grown man who doesn't understand like just normal to, or like things I think are normal kind of yeah. gay psychological things right, right. to explain. Sometimes it's kind of like teaching a child, you know... Let's go back to basics. With a speak and spell. A is for apple. V is for verse top. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, it's really like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When you think about that level of knowledge that we've acquired over our gay-ass lives, and not to say that these people couldn't either, right? Folks who come out later. Um, But there's not, like, a manual, like... Over all the years that I've been out and doing things, I've learned all the different terminologies and all the different things. I'm like, how do you, like, if you're just walking into that, how do you, like... Do you want me to keep it real with you? Yeah. And read, I need you to voice to chime in. Mm. What I have found in my experience, this could speak to my level of, um, my type of community engagement. Um, (laughs) No, but for real, like, honestly, I think that Porn, because it's a big industry. Oh, yeah. Porn is playing the role of educator to a lot of people for a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that, I think what's happening, at least in the States, you know, with the with the decrease of gay spaces that, that has been happening over the past 10 years, just the decrease of gay establishments, of bars, restaurants, gay neighborhoods, historically gay places, spaces, mm-hmm. with them being in a sharp decrease over the years. Yeah. But with apps popping up. Yeah. Um, or the, like porn is educating people on how to be gay. Yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of what people think that like in terms of when people who don't have access to community or role modeling like mm-hmm. a lot of times the only place you can find gay men is in porn because they don't exist in media or in your neighborhood true and so I found through dating that like people 
I mean, there's a whole generation of folks who think that being gay is about like wearing jock straps and cock rings and poppers and <laughs> going to great parties as the only thing. Right. I was like, that maybe occasionally happens. That happens to parties. But I think though but I think that what's happening is also not influencing people's behaviors, mm-hmm. but it's also beginning to influence people's identities. And that's where I get, you know, when something that is made for like a commercial interest right. influences your behavior is one thing, right? But when it influences identity, it's inherently corrupt because it's made for commercial interest, etc. So it's not real. And so I I found that I feel like it's beginning to happen. But it totally goes back to what I was saying at the beginning about like how I was discovering my sexuality when I was like a teenager was was through through porn. Yeah, because I wasn't having sex with people. Oh yeah, the orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Or like just masturbation. But like, yeah, it's. I'm gonna apologize now for making fun of you for that earlier because I totally understand like the importance and role that pleasure plays in oh, yeah. in people in self-acceptance of, of our identities. Yeah, it's huge. So, I mean, and it takes folks a long time to get there sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's an ongoing process. Cause I, oh, I, yeah. I feel like one thing I've discovered as, like, as a human being is that as I get older, um, what is pleasurable both sexually and just and like emotionally as well changes. Oh, yeah. Not like... I'm completely like unrecognizable from who I was five years ago or who I was at 17 or 22 at all. Um, but definitely as I grow my needs, desires, mm-hmm. the way I want to express pleasure, both, you know, as a physical yeah. act and also as emotionally or intimately or with friends definitely changes. And so, um, Oh, totally. What am I saying here? I think pleasure is one of the pathways to figuring some of this out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess for me, I'm curious if you guys think about this one too. We need to come back to this one. Um, but when that older gay man who I was mm. in my college class I met said, and when my grandmother, who's a very politically, she's like lesbian, like a political lesbian. Yes. Like a feminist. Like, in all the ways you can be a political lesbian in America, like... She's amazing. The Susanna Budapest, like, you know, Susan B. Anthony Coven that ter- overturned witch laws in America. Like, it's, like, very classically lesbian political goddess. Yes. That's her. Um, but when she said that, like, when she, like, that gay man said to me that, like, being gay is a political identity. Mm. Um, I think since then, I've definitely been searching for what that really meant. Mm. Because I... I can relate and I understand what they say now when they say that like it doesn't matter if you have sex because some people's sex is about pleasure right. and the pleasure isn't attached to identity, right? right. The behavior and identity are completely two different things. Mm-hmm. Some people it does overlap, some people it does not. Right. Um, and that I recognize that a human being is a person like sometimes you wouldn't have experiences of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may just be one time or it could be just like this one right. person. It doesn't shift you yeah, entirely. Yeah, right. I understand that but I guess like what does gay being a political identity mean? Or what is the reason that we do come out, whether it's at age 14 or at 40 or at 70 or whatever it is? Like, why do we come out? <sighs> Sorry, did I? No, did yeah, I was... Oprah? Reed, do you want to take that one? <laughs> did I do to Oprah? No, I'm... I'm... <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe hmm. we should open up to, to people. Yeah. I guess... Well, okay, we'll, nice. we'll, we'll do a question, actually. Um, so... Is is being gay a political identity? And I think within the context of like today. 
Oh yeah, like, in, in in twenty yeah, with so much heteroflexibility out here because I mean, these heteroflexibles are. You know what? Yeah. I haven't actually ran into a, a a classically gay man in a long time. <laughs> classically just, gay man, an orthodox homosexual. I haven't met an orthodox oh, homosexual in a quite some time. You two may be the only ones I know. Oh, hmm, like everyone else is, is very <laughs> flexible or pansexual. I don't know anybody who's. Are we a dying breed? Ooh, no, okay, well, three, it, like maybe three, I don't know. Three questions: maybe... Are orthodox homosexuals a dying breed? Oh God! Second question: um, In 2018, is being out and gay still a political move? Mm. Um, what was the third question? I don't know. I don't know. You said three. I don't know the two. Mm. Um, I guess like why or why not? Like yeah, like if it is, if it isn't, why or why not? Mm. I'm, I'm still trying to question that. Figure that out. Yeah. Um, because I kind of feel like I'm not really a gay man, that I'm a man who falls in love with men. Mm. They don't let me back, that's a little problem. Mm. Um, oh. or I'm a man who definitely enjoys sex with other men, and I'm a man who feels most comfortable, like, erotically, emotionally with men. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, you know, the structures of gay community, I don't know that there's gay community spaces where I feel, like, free and liberated. Um, as I say, like, I always feel like the odd man out for most of the reasons. Um, black ones, white ones, mm. Latin ones, whatever it is, all the identities. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I debate, like, Maurice, are you gay or are you MSN? Oh, no. MSN That's... being man who has uh, sex mm-hmm. with the man. Yeah. 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 I also enjoy men overall as, you know, like, romantic interests. Intimately. Right. Beyond... No, but I mean, like, if, if if I never had sex with another man at all ever in my life, God forbid that did not happen. Yeah. But if I never had sex with another man in my life, I would still be a gay man. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel that deeply. No, yeah. I would still... Oh, absolutely. If I was unable to have sex again with anybody, hmm. even with myself, right. I would still be... A gay man. My, I feel like my spirit is gay. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, this is why, like, I think I had to learn to, like, chill on judgment of men who are bisexual or pansexual or heteroflexible or who come out at 45 or 72 whatever it is mm-hmm. because I think it's somebody with a gay spirit you know what I mean what how I experience humanity mm. being gay is a part of that oh yeah oh absolutely um, and so with that like I can't deny how can I deny another man who has that spirit as well you know oh, exactly I mean? when you come out at age right you know, like, why we are, I mean, a person in my family, and we all kind of knew by five that he was going to be gay. You know what I mean? And then at 16, he came out, and we were like, Surprise, surprise. Girls are like, You really, you're a sound You know what I mean? We try to be like nice, and we were like, Well, we're glad you, you know, you're into it. So. Yeah, welcome. All right, so you still need to do the, do, do the homework. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Great, so need to be a point, you know, that kind of thing. Get all those things yeah, done. Yeah, I, I can't hate on it. Um, oh, yeah. Even though our friends are different, and it's us, to me, it is us and them. Yeah. Not versus. Not as, yeah, not against each other. I think we have ways to support each other. Um, that I don't know, like, for in ways that, that they can support me. I, I think thinking back to sort of the Pride Fest thing, it like helps to DJ me, <laughs> if you will, to like to meet and talk with folks who have come out later who are who still have the glimmer in their eye around some of these things and the fools, right? And vice versa. Like, hopefully, I can just sew upon them some of the in, information, terminology, and language that I've learned over. Well, you're definitely like fathering some gays, some younger gays right now. Oh, too. I don't know about that, but that's yes. what you always do. <laughs> That's what? Like, sorry. <laughs> what? Not a no, it's a, it's a, it's not a bad thing. It's just that's yeah, that's wonderful, Mises. 
Well, that's wonderful. Poppy, you like you 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 like to lead. Not intentionally, it just happens that way. I just <laughs> people just tell me things and I just I'm available. And you just caretake and guide them. Yeah, I know. Naturally. Reed, what about you in, in the last in closing up this topic? I like your questions so that we should just keep those open. Yeah. And then see what people uh yeah are we gonna do the uh yes the, we are what yeah. is your what is your closing statement in terms of the i mean because you 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 actually brought up the topic like i'm gonna yeah. you, out there. you brought up the topic and so yeah. i was actually like i was like oh good idea um and so i'm actually curious what made you bring it up mm-hmm. um are you dating one no okay um uh <laughs> Ooh, okay. I re- reckon Reed cannot disclose right. his motivation for the topic. Never mind. We respect that one. Um, no, it's... We'll make it less awkward. Though the audience is going to hit that inbox. Post twink, P-O-S-T-T-W-I-N-K at gmail.com. No capital letters. Don't get crazy. Yes. Email us why you think Reed brought it up and why he cannot tell us. <laughs> uh, try to buy your time, girl. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's... Um, no, but, but, you know, I remember my third question was, I guess, like, if you are a member of the community, um, you know, kind of what your experience has been, like, whether you, are you a gay, queer, bisexual man who kind of came out or came into liberation of spirit? Mm. Um, I'm such a lesbian. I, I like it, Me too, but I love it. Did you come out, like, you know, like, maybe not at the, you know, the projected age of 17 or 18 or, you know, like, what was it like for you? Um, do you think that men who come out later in life are punks? I don't know. We want to, we, we're actually curious what your feedback, what you want to feel is. Let us know what you think. Can my, can my, my academic self will find the beauty of everybody. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I will still make fun of them too. Because yeah. I'm a little shitty like that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, this has been great. It's really great to hear uh, your voice. Reed, I know. Thank you. you. It's nice to hear your voice too. Oh. Yeah. Once a month. Wait, I'll wait, be, wait, question. Once a month I'll be here. Would you, would you. <laughs> once a month. Wait, question, in closing. This is a real question. Mm-hmm. Would you date one of them? Excuse me? Long <laughs> would you date one of them, a gay man who came out later? In of course. Yeah. You would. No. Still if, pretty, still pretty if, enthusiastically. Yeah, well, no, but once it's. Once again, it's, email us at posttwink.com. Ah! I mean, at gmail.com if you want to know why we brought it up. No, go ahead. So you would enthusiastically date a man who came out older? Yeah, because why would you judge someone so harshly? Like, they could be a really great person. Um, it's just, it's I, the reason I brought it up is because I, it's very difficult and I don't really have the patience sometimes. And, and, and it's kind of like a question that I have of, like, how do I actually, like, build up patience in relationships? <laughs> um in, Ooh, that's in a general? whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, I, I'm I'm with them because yeah. for me it depends on the age you came out. Mm. Thirty, I can deal with it. When it gets above over over thirty five, I have reservations. Really, I'm afraid. I have, I have some fears. Hmm. Like, are you like have you? If you come out like thirty seven, thirty eight, my question is kind of like you know, I meet you whatever your same age or same year. I have my reservations about your. Um, maturity level as a gay man mm. in terms of like you spearing life as a free unencumbered gay man who doesn't you know who doesn't trip right. off what people say about you you know what I mean like do you need five years to like be promiscuous you don't need to, to figure out the community do right. you need you know what I mean like in 
six years are you going to turn into some whole other type of gay man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some other category of gay. And then two years later, some other category of gay. I, like as you do when you're younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think above 35, I have reservations. True love is cute, but <laughs> developmental pieces are, yeah. So I don't know. You have to be if you're over 35 and just coming out to date me. I'm not saying I won't do, but you got to put in some work. I'm not letting <laughs> any fish to fry. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh no. Um, I think I I would be open to dating someone who came out later in life. I it yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I apparently do a lot of this like fostering of people, so Because if you said no, I'm like you lied. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, sweet. So you know, I don't know how to close the show. Read it so long since we had you on here. I feel like I don't know how to close. Right. Yet. Oh well, uh, we have some thank yous, right? Oh yeah. Thank yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks to Radio Quacks. Um, if you want to know more about Post Twink and what we do, this collaborative effort, mm-hmm. um, you can so- search us out on all the social media things. Post Twink. P O S T T W I N K. No capital letters. Do not get crazy. Mm-hmm. Or Post Twink. P O S T T W I N K. dot com to learn more about. What we do and where you can find us, Maurice. How do people find you? Post twink. Oh, just after posting. Oh, excellent. Good stuff. Yes. Um. Great. Yeah. No. Thank you, Radio Cracks. This is awesome. Um. I'm super excited for all of this. <laughs>